0: this is uh, a little bit of a change from what we've done before and I just want to ask you to bear with me as I'm trying some new things here so the message that the Lord gave me for today is called encountering God's presence and I had gathered my notes together and had my scriptures prepared and I was getting things set up in our church here. And this is really, uh, this is early in the morning for us here. But last night, uh, I was just praying and, and in the sanctuary here. I had a song that was playing and I began to experience the presence of God. So, what I want to invite you to today is that If you begin to experience the presence of God, feel free to focus on him. The teaching and uh, scriptures and things that I have prepared, they come secondary, secondary to the voice of God speaking to your heart. And I am praying that from this message today, that you are truly able to experience the fullness of being in the presence of God. I'm sure that you've heard this Phrase said already that when you seek God be sure you're seeking his heart and not his hand I will say when you find God's heart you also will find his hand but most of the time when people go to God in prayer they they go just to receive something from God instead of just enjoying his companionship and I don't know if you've thought of it before But God desires companionship. He's not just looking for people to just do the right things. He wants us to encounter his heart. The search for peace is often the main thing that people are looking for. But so many times it ends up with addictions or idols of something that ends up turning your heart away from God. I guess the phrase of seeking his heart and not his hand could be seek him and not just his gifts. When I think of men and women in the Bible who pleased God, I go to Hebrews 11 verses 5 and 6. And I'd like to read those verses here. So Hebrews 11 talks about men and women of faith. But I just want to read these two verses, Hebrews 11:5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, God wants you to experience the joy that he has in heaven he wants your heart and life to be filled with freedom he wants you to be able to rejoice and to dance in his presence i realize that not everyone finds themselves dancing but i want to invite you to allow joy to fill your heart if you find yourself troubled by something in your life very often we try to go to each other to find the answers But when it's a deep cry of your heart, how many times have you found the answer by consulting with others? You see, if you know that God is always present for you, you can find yourself going to him first. In fact, I want to say it this way. When you can be content to lose yourself in God's love, no matter what happens to your surrounding circumstances, then when you are in God's love, you will find your answers. See, where the Spirit of God is, there is revelation. I find myself asking him less and less questions because when I am in his presence, I actually find answers before the questions. Many times we feel that God only responds if we just present a big enough need but he's not looking at how large or small your need is. He's looking at your heart. See, God's heart toward you is not activated by need. It is activated by faith. See, that's what this verse that we just read in Hebrews 11:6 says. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. See, it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So what is it then that activates faith in our own hearts? There are two forces that kind of counteract each other in your heart. I would say we all, most of the time, have faith and unbelief acting. You see, faith and unbelief are not choices that we make. They're the results of something greater at work in your heart. Faith is described, actually, I wanna read uh, Romans, 10, verses 16 and 17. And so Romans ten sixteen says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, faith and unbelief exist at a deeper level in your heart. You can't believe just by trying harder. Many times we think that we can just choose to have more faith. If we're more forceful when we make a declaration of something, I hear it all the time with people who are wanting to believe for healing. They they say, uh, you know, this is something that that I'm 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 believing for, and they get really intense. But I want to tell them that doesn't that doesn't increase your faith. We we tend to think that. We can also choose to get rid of unbelief in our hearts. But remember, it's not at the choice level that faith or unbelief have their roots. When we go to God and see Him in His exalted position, it brings great honor to Him. And it opens up our hearts in faith toward Him. See, faith comes by hearing a word of God. And this can be in the Bible itself but it can also be a word spoken directly to your heart. This is why the gospel cannot be counted, counterfeited or faked. See, the power of God is active only in relationship with him. See, when we talk about encountering the presence of God, it is truly to connect with his heart. This is what displays the love of God. You can do the same actions as someone else and say, well, they have the power of God in their life. But then you find the you're not uh, getting the same results. See, our primary goal in life should not just be to, to, to think of just getting the results or things from God. But when you connect truly with his heart, you will actually forget about getting results. Now, again, I'm going to say this. The results will come. But this is another example of seek first the kingdom of God and then yes, all these things will be added to you. Now, simple childlike faith allows us to, to do things purely for the love of God. Regular Bible reading or devotions is not enough if we say we truly want to experience the joy and love of his presence. So again, I'm gonna keep saying this, seek his heart and not just his hand. When I read verses of David being in the presence of God, I can see why God called him a man after his own heart. So have you seen God in your heart uh, as, as your father? Have you been willing to consider that he just wants to spend time with you? When I look at how David responded to the ark of the Lord, I had a new thought the other day. I'd actually like to read this in 2 Samuel 6, verses 14 through 16. Before I read this, I want you to think of something. David is an example of how God responds to us. Let's read this, and then I want to tell you what came to my mind. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. Now I've read this story before, and the thought that came to my mind was this. David is just a little bit crazy. He's just a little, uh, he's a little out there. The linen ephod was the king dancing in his underwear. It was undignified of him. I realized that we have an example of this in another place in the word. I'm not going to read it, but I want to describe it. In the parable that we we call the prodigal son, what did the father do when he saw the son? He pulled up his garments around himself, and he ran through the city in an undignified way. In that story the father was the ruler of that area and he forgot about all the other citizens when he saw his son I really think David forgot about all the citizens when he encountered God I think it's very likely that the Spirit of God was dancing over David during this time maybe dancing hand-in-hand with him but what do we do when we see someone with a uh, outward expression like that i am going to look at the end of this story in 2nd samuel 6 verses 20 through 23. david's heart was full of joy david had experienced the joy of the presence of god and verse 20 says then david returned to bless his household And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel, Therefore, I will play music before the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Now, I don't know the the reason exactly why she had no children, But I think it was the bitterness in her own heart that did it. I don't think this was punishment for her. I think the condemnation that she held toward David, it stopped up her womb and she could not bear children. So David's example of dancing before the Lord is an example of an outward demonstration of an inward relationship. This was not the first time that he had been in the presence of God. This relationship had been cultivated for years and years between David and God. David had practiced the presence of God. See, David was after God's own heart. If we hear this story and and look for a way to experience God, and we say, Well, I guess we need to dance in God's house. So everybody just begin to dance. That will not make you experience God. See, the dancing is a response to him, not in order to please him. It's almost as if David couldn't even help it. Now, he could always stop it if he would want to. But if we open up our hearts to God in the same way that a young child opens their heart to their father. And, and if you have, did not have a good relationship with your father, sometimes it can be more difficult to see God as your father. But there is not a human father that has ever lived that has done everything perfectly for his children. Every one of us have had uh, things we've needed to deal with. But God wants to redeem the view of the father he wants to show us what a good father is like